Welcome to the Capitalize podcast. I'm your host, Craig West, the founder of Capitalize, and I'm going to take you through our digital platform to help you work with business owners to maximize the value of their business and successfully exit. On today's episode of the Capitalize podcast, we're going to actually focus on an introduction and overview. I'm going to call Why Capitalize? What is it? How do you use it? Who's it for? And why would you go down this pathway? But I'm going to start with a little bit of background and history. I think that's quite useful for people to understand. My name's Craig West. I'm the founder of Capitalize, and I built this business off the back of quite an extended period in advising small to medium business owners, initially as an accountant in public practice, doing the compliance and tax returns and the things that most public accountants end up doing. I didn't enjoy it, and I actually didn't think that it was really adding a lot of significant value to those people that were my clients. Now, don't get me wrong. You've got to have your accounts done. You've got to have your tax returns lodged. You've got to have all those compliance issues handled and handled well because they make a big difference. But I thought there was something better in terms of what could be offered to business owners and actually what business owners were looking for help with. In my accounting firm at the time, I had several baby boomers who were looking at exiting their business. They didn't call it that, and they probably weren't even sure that's exactly what they wanted to do. But they knew they had a business. They knew that it had some value. They knew that there was the potential to realize that value, whether that was through a sale or family members or maybe bringing in an external party like a private equity firm or someone to buy it. They probably didn't know the detail around that, and they certainly didn't know how. And so in my firm, I started to actually look at the key issues around exit and succession planning. The first thing I looked at being an accountant, clearly, was capital gains tax. That's a big issue for business owners who sell their business in Australia. There can be capital gains tax payable on the proceeds from that sale, and it can be quite a lot of money. So I started to look at the various tax concessions and structures that were available to help business owners minimize that tax. And I actually worked with quite a large number of other accounting firms, providing some detailed advice on what could be done to help business owners minimize their capital gains tax impact on sale. And some of those things were structural. Some of them were about how the actual transaction was negotiated or even documented. And some of them were just fundamentally, do you qualify or don't you? And if you do, here's what you should do to get the best outcome. So that was quite an interesting period because what I saw was during that time, whilst I was working on the capital gains tax, no one else was working on any of the other parts of the exit. I was helping them make sure they didn't pay enough tax, but no one was helping them make sure they didn't get ripped off or they didn't get the wrong buyer or they didn't sell for the wrong price at the wrong time using the wrong structure, which led me down the pathway in the early 2000s of looking into this thing called exit and succession planning. And just discovering really that there wasn't really any set methodology. There was no textbook process. There was nothing really out there that talked to or that helped people work through the process of succession or exit planning. I actually found a book called The $10 Trillion Opportunity, written by Rich Jackham and Pete Chrisman, who at the time ran an organization called the Exit Planning Institute in the United States. I enrolled for one of their courses. I flew over. I did the workshop. It was actually in the Booth Business School at the University of Chicago. I spent a week there, went through the course and learned all about this thing called exit planning. I was then qualified as a certified exit planning advisor, uh, one of the very first in Australia. This is sort of 2010 or 11 or something. And so what I found was there is actually some theory about what this means and how it works and what needs to be done. On the way home, um, for those of you in the States, that's 15 hours sitting on a plane. And there's only so many movies you can watch. So I actually spent a fair bit of time on the laptop 
and documented what I thought was an exit planning process, what it should look like, what it should cover off. I'd learned from the Exit Planning Institute that there were sort of three legs of the stool and that you had to get the business ready, you had to get the financials ready or the finances, both of the business and the owner. And the owner themselves also had to be ready and prepared for some kind of exit, succession or transition event. And so I basically sat down and documented and drafted a nine-step process to work with clients through the exit planning process, get them ready, get the business ready, get the finances ready so they could successfully exit. And that was in about 2006, I published a book called Planning Your Getaway, which basically talked through this nine-step process, the things that had to be done to prepare the business, the owner and the finances for a successful exit. I then started actually operating as an advisor in that space in a company called Peak Partners, where I just provided consulting services around exit and succession planning. And I realized a couple of key things. Firstly, most business owners had no idea what their business was worth. And even more importantly than that, they had no idea why it was worth what it was. So that was the first key point. The second one was, whilst I had a nine-step process, there could have been 12, there could have been 15, there could have been five. It didn't really have a fixed engagement. But I certainly realized very quickly business owners and their advisors needed a lot of help in this space. No one had a process, no one had steps, no one had stages, no one had actually worked through this particular area. And the last thing that I realized was people love this kind of help. They saw it as really valuable because it was directly attached to their life's work. Lots of my clients were baby boomers. They'd been working in a business for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. It was their baby. They'd spent a lot of time building it up, a lot of time working in it, a lot of blood, sweat and tears. And then they got to the point where maybe they got ill, maybe their partner got ill, maybe they just got tired and had enough. Maybe they turned 65 and thought it's time to retire. And then all of a sudden, despite having spent all of that time, blood, effort, tears, sweat, you name it, money, investment, building that asset up, they didn't have a way to exit that asset. They were literally stuck. And they used to say to me things like, I'm stuck in my business. Can you help me get out? Can you help me escape? And it's quite depressing to hear somebody talk like that about something they've invested so much time, effort, and money into. So I actually started to use that nine-step process with business owners. And I charged them a fee based on the ability to help them go through the process, maximize value, and successfully exit. And clients loved it. More importantly, I loved it. I had three or four clients in a row who we initially valued their business at, let's say, $10 million, but we were able to sell it for 15. We were able to actually move the needle on what the value of the business was and sell it for 15. And three or four of those clients in a row did a couple of key things. Firstly, one client donated $5 million to charity. Literally in the week after he sold and he sent me a copy of the check and the receipt from the charity and said, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I sold my business for 8 million or whatever the number was, but I was able to do it because I sold it for 15. And that really hit me. That really made me think, wow, that's a significant income. That's a significant difference, not only to him and his family, which it clearly was, but the key thing was that that money went to charity. Now, that went to help people that needed support. To raise money in a charity of $5 million, that's a lot of hard work. So straight away, I saw that. The other thing that I saw was another family that sold their business immediately pay out all their debt. The father and mother retired successfully with enough money to live on. They also managed to purchase, this is back in 2006 or seven or something, they managed to purchase properties for their three children. So they're now well set up. And what I realized, and he actually wrote me a card that thanked me for being involved in the process. 
And the last line on the card was, this has been a life-changing event for my entire family. And I actually sat back and went, whoa, that's pretty serious. You know, I used to lodge tax returns and BAS statements. That doesn't change anyone's life, let me tell you. Just keeps you out of trouble with the ATO. And that's fine. You've got to do that. But suddenly I'm getting a card from a business owner that says, this has been a life-changing event for my entire family. And i never forget that very night I decided I need to do a lot more of this. And to do a lot more of this, it cannot just be about me. It can't be me doing all the exit planning advice. So in 2009, I launched a business called Succession Plus that is now the largest succession and exit planning business in Australia. We have 23 advisors. We've worked with just over 800 clients in that 12-year sort of period since we started that business. And all of that work has been about succession and exit planning, maximizing value, accelerating value, whichever one you want to call it, same sort of concept, and successfully exiting. Now, some of those clients, to be clear, don't exit. Some of those clients actually decide once we've done the work and we've helped them improve the business that they don't want to exit anymore. The reason they wanted to exit was because they're working 70 hours a week. They're not making enough money. It's high risk. It's stressful. Suddenly we fix those four problems. You know what? I'm actually quite happy to stay in this business now that we've changed it or now that we've got it ready. Some of them pass the business on to their children. Some of them have implemented employee share plans and some have done all sorts of other weird and wonderful sort of exit or succession strategies. But the bottom line is that old nine-step process that I originally started with quickly became 15 and then became 21 steps. And I actually documented that process and published a book called Enjoy It, which was all about enjoying the benefits of creating a valuable asset, which was the business. So we've got now a five-stage process. And what I realized was there's five key stages of value and how we can identify those key stages and work through them with a client. So stage one is simply called, funnily enough, identify value because I realized most people, business owners and advisors, didn't know what value they had, couldn't identify the value, and certainly couldn't identify the critical things that drove that value, what drove the value up, what improved it, but also what detracted from it or what reduced it. And so identify value includes one of the key things that we've now built into our digital platform that I'll talk about in a moment, and that is the business insights report. So we started every single assignment, every single one of those 800 engagements, we worked with a client on what we call a business insights report, which is an assessment, valuation, and roadmap for business succession and exit planning. The identifying value part was what have you actually got? What is your business worth today? Why is it worth that? And what can we do about it going forward? Stage two then became thinking about how do we protect that value that you've already got? I've just valued your business at, let's say, $5 million. How do I make sure some kind of accident or unplanned event or economic turmoil, like we just, at this point in my career, we've just been through the GFC, which caused a lot of drama in terms of economy and finance. We've just more recently, obviously, had COVID, which is another great example of an unplanned event. So stage two was literally called protect value. And it was about how do I lock in the value that's already there? How do I protect the owners from each other, from disputes, from divorce, from illness, and from unplanned event? And how do I make sure that we've got documentation and certainty of outcome in that stage, protecting value to make sure we've got an asset that we can look after and will continue? And then, of course, stage three is actually about maximizing value or value acceleration, if you like. And there's quite a few steps in there around how do we get the business to a point where it's maximized its potential. And that's not just revenue and profit maximization. It's also reducing risk and putting some strategic growth factors in place so we can actually increase the multiple, which obviously moves the needle far more than just increasing the profit. 
The key is you've got to do both, obviously. But if we can really move the multiple, then we can make a big impact on maximizing value. Stage four, and the area that most people jump to straight away, is actually unlock or extract value either way. That's actually the transactional point. Now, you'll notice we're now down at steps sort of 16 and 17. So there's 15 steps before this in terms of preparation. And I think that's a really important point. Most people, if you just go and walk in today to a business broker's office, they'll start at what I call step 16. They've missed the first 15. We just jump to the transactional stuff. So I was very conscious that there was a lot of preparation work that needed to be done. And not only that needed to be done, but that needed time. And so the exit and succession planning process of 21 steps is at least two years, maybe three or five in an ideal world. So there's quite a lot of lead up to stage four, which is the extract or unlock value piece. And then lastly, I realized as well for those clients that I'd successfully exited already, they needed something after that to manage the value that we'd created. In my experience, there's a very substantial change for business owners when they walk away from being a business owner. And that means, let's face it, you know, if your business needs money, you put more in. If your business has got excess money, you can take it out and invest it elsewhere. And if you need money, you just bring it out of the bank account and sort it out later. That kind of approach changes dramatically when you no longer own the business. You can't do that anymore. So all of your earnings after that day are based on earnings from investment. And so that's managing value. It was also looking at things like estate planning and asset protection for those clients as they got older, as they retired, and hopefully as they'd sold their business for $10 million, where does that money go? How's it invested? How's it managed, et cetera? So those five stages over 21 steps became the methodology that we use. And we still use that exact process today in Succession Plus, which has now expanded into New Zealand and the United Kingdom. But I still thought there was the capability or the possibility or the potential for me to influence far more exits around the world. And so in 2020, literally just at the start of COVID, I went to our shareholders, we raised some additional money and we built and outlined this new product called Capitalize. And the only reason I built Capitalize was one, it was just about allowing other people to do what I was doing in Succession Plus successfully at scale and internationally. So my view was that we could create a platform that any advisor could use anywhere in the world to help their clients maximize value and successfully exit. And exit, I mean, whatever that exit looks like for that particular business owner. So we've created Capitalize. We start using it internally. We've got our own clients used to the platform. We've got our advisors trained and they're using Capitalize to deliver our business insights report and to run through the implementation roadmap that helps walk our clients through that 21-step process. What we then did a year later, literally, was launch that into the United States through an event, online event, because it was COVID and I couldn't travel. We did an online event in the middle of the night for me in Sydney. I think I started speaking at literally 3.30 a.m. Sydney time for a four-hour workshop, which was to demonstrate Capitalize and how it works. And obviously, since then, it's taken off. It's very popular. We're using it now. We're using it in Australia with a few banks, with a few private equity firms and family offices who are using the Succession Plus methodology. But in the United States as well, we've got a number of advisors that are now using the platform to work with their clients to maximize value. I guess the last sort of key point is why? Why capitalize? Why has it been successful? What's worked well? What are the key features that people are really looking for? And I really think there's five key things. The first one is that original business insights report. And let me explain, in 2009 and 10, when I did this report, it was a Word document. I had Excel spreadsheets with all different tabs. I cut and paste financial information. I'd work out average. I'd do all sorts of things and create this report in a Word document. It took me days, actually, to create the report. (laughs) It was a big, manual, detailed process. 
Our software now lets advisors do that in a couple of hours. It automatically brings in the financials. It automatically accepts the answers to our non-financial questionnaire. We bring in benchmarking data and structures and some addbacks and adjustment. And it actually creates this 50-page business insights report, which is really an apples for apples comparison across industries. It includes about 300 data points where we can actually benchmark and compare companies in the same industry with each other, industry sectors against each other, multiples, you know, formulas, et cetera, against each other as well. And the last thing is really that it identifies for the business owner what needs to be done. And it does that through two different things. The first one is a methodology we call value potential. Value potential simply says, I valued your business today for $5 million, but it actually should be worth nine. And here's why. Firstly, you need to improve your profit. There's a profit gap. Secondly, do you know what best-in-class financials look like? And if you do and you got to that point, what would that do to your valuation? And then lastly, the two most important things, I think, is let's identify all of those things in the Business Insights Report that is reducing your value. What are all the risk factors? What are all the things that buyers don't like or won't pay for that are reducing your value? Let's fix those and therefore that will increase your multiple. And lastly, let's look at our strategic growth scorecard and see what factors in there you could implement in your business that would significantly change the multiple. Can you introduce a recurring revenue model? Can you export? Have you got intangible assets or intellectual property that we can really leverage and therefore increase the multiple to get a better price? And that's our value potential model. What's the potential value of your business compared to what it's worth today? Now, what clients started asking me at that point was, great, how sure are you about nine was the first question I got. And I actually cheekily answered that, well, look, I'm pretty confident we've done this 800 times, but let's assume I'm half wrong and it's only 7.5. Do we have a problem? We've gone from five to 7.5. Yeah, okay, I didn't get you to nine, but I got you to 7.5. That's talking about adding 2.5 million or 50% on your business value. Now, most clients are obviously pretty comfortable with that. Secondly, how? How do I get from five to nine? And that's where we build into the software a 21-step implementation roadmap. So those 21 steps I spoke about before over the five stages are part of the software and it builds for you an implementation roadmap that the advisor can then just follow step-by-step, project-by-project to get to the end game, which is our $9 million valuation. As part of keeping people on track and accountable for that, we've also introduced a thing called dynamic revaluation. And dynamic revaluation actually tracks all those changes. So every time you update your quarterly financials, the software will reassess where you're at. If you have grown and your profit's higher because you've implemented some of the recommendations, obviously your valuation will go up. But if you've also taken some of the recommendations around some of the other factors, for example, let's take corporate governance, you've implemented a board and you've invited in an independent chairman or director, and you've put in place some corporate governance structures and compliance and reporting frameworks, then that obviously reduces risk in other areas and your valuation will increase as well. So dynamic revaluation is actually a tool that allows you on a dashboard, live in the software, to see where you're at on that pathway between five and nine million. Am I getting closer to my goal? How much more do I have to do? The other important thing from an advisory point of view, I found very quickly clients did not care what I charged them. Now, I'm saying that quite literally, and I mean it quite literally, but it's also a little bit tongue-in-cheek. I was charging clients five dollars or $8,000 a month to do this kind of work. What they were seeing then on the dashboard is their business value over this quarter. Sure, they've paid me fifteen or twenty-five grand or whatever it might have been, but their business value has gone up by two hundred. dollars Now, any business owner that's not 
you know, completely stupid, is going to look at that equation and just say, okay, I've paid out 20 grand, but I've got $200,000 in value increase. Now, that equation makes the whole thing worthwhile. More importantly, I'm using dynamic revaluation to constantly keep clients and the other advisors accountable. And that's the last point, the other advisors. The other part of the capitalized system, I realized very early on in this process, you can't do exit planning on your own. It's a very collaborative advice space. So yes, you need someone who's qualified, you know, a SEPA or whatever, to help you do the exit planning and manage the project and act as the sort of coordinator, project manager, quarterback type role. But in nearly every project I worked on, you need an accountant, you need a tax lawyer, you need a banker where there's funding issues involved. You need a financial or wealth advisor or manager to help you with the structures and the investments and the capital that's being generated, et cetera. And often you needed other areas. You might have needed help with your marketing and sales system or your CRM. You might need help with your IT systems or cybersecurity or some of those key issues. All of those advisors can actually collaborate on the platform. So Capitalize actually allows you to invite into the platform for your client, not only the client who can see where they're at and contribute to projects and upload documents and so on, but also the client's advisors. The client might have a business coach, an accountant, a lawyer, who he wants to or she wants to invite into the platform. So that last piece around collaborative engagement is also an important feature. So where does all that leave us? This podcast is designed to introduce you to Capitalize, to outline some of the ways that you might use it, to talk about why it's working successfully. We'll certainly look at some case studies and some client success stories from both business owners, but also their advisors that have used Capitalize or looked at Capitalize as a tool to help business owners maximize value and successfully exit. Thanks for joining us for the Capitalize podcast. I hope you found it interesting and useful. There's a lot more resources available on our website, which is just www.capitalize.com. And if you're looking for it, it's Capitalize without the E at the end. Feel free to reach out to us if you need any further help. Thanks for joining us.